Welcome to Faith Over Breakfast. You are listening to a podcast by Pastor Eric Seepin and Pastor Andy Littleton. If you enjoy Faith Over Breakfast, we encourage you to rate it on the Apple Podcast app, on Spotify, or Google Play. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Faith Over Breakfast. My name is Andy Littleton. I'm sitting here with Eric Seepin from the village. I, I almost forgot about this part. You almost did. I I'm just, from Mission Church. Yeah. And that's okay. Well, we uh, I stumbled on an article about a yoga guru who uh, who was getting into conspiracies, and the article coming from a secular source made some very very concrete statements about relativism and yeah. truth, yeah. which I found very interesting. So we discussed that for a bit and a little bit, um, yeah, a little bit of uh, checking in how we're doing for those of you who, who like to hear that stuff at the end. And yes, yeah, that's it. Was it. Fun. it was a fun, quick, I, I feel like we had half our podcast on the telephone. We did. So it, you guys missed that, but it was good. We caught up on life. Yeah. 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 Which I'm grateful for. Yeah. So anyway, um, don't you wish you'd been on that phone call? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That's that's only if you're behind the paywall. You can get that. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that'll be our next. Patreon. That's our next step. <laughs> anyway, enjoy the podcast. All Thanks right. for tuning in. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Eric, you and I have been, on we've the... been chatting on the phone because yes. I was trying to go around uh, construction on Speedway Boulevard. And, yeah. Uh, so, you know, we've. We've already caught up. We've caught so up. So people don't get to hear the, the part that apparently is the compelling part of Faith Over Breakfast. It's compelling if you go to the village and annoying if you go to Mission. That's oh, really? what I've, That's what uh, I've heard in the past. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... Oh, you Mission people don't So wanna... this is more of a Mission cast. It's a this Mission for cast. Them. Oh, we better hurry and get to the main subject. Yeah, let's then. get to the subject. The subject is the roof leak at the village. Yes. No. No. <laughs> and the roof leak apparently at yeah, Mission. We have a little one, yeah. Right. It's uh it's predictably in actually it's funny because if you sit in the back row, which people tend to do, you're gonna get dripped on. Um and so maybe you should sit in the front. Yeah, front row people. <laughs> I, I've noticed a few times that I've gone to mission that there are definite front row seats available. There's always so we've started doing a little kids um catechism conversation and so Oddly, now it's nice that that front row is available because they all come up to the front. Yeah. Um, but other times it's just strange. It's usually it's and it'll even be the first two rows will be almost entirely empty. And then there every once in a while there's a somebody that just goes, you know what? I'm just gonna front row it. And I then, if yeah. if Sue and I are together, then we're always in the front two rows. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I I I mean my church probably reflects myself. I'm not so much a front row. You're person. a back a back row guy. Yeah, or back to the middle back. Back to middle back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we have a, a couple topics to talk about. We do. I I just sent you. I, I didn't even send you the full article because no. it was one I I sort of stumbled on. Well, yeah, it's a short little text here um, that you sent me. Do you, you want to give the I'll people the title of the? Um. Oh, sure. Article, I, and then I'll just to... read it out loud. Okay. Give me a moment here. So this was this is one. This is on NPR. Um, uh oh, maybe I can't give you one because do I still have? Oh, here it is. Uh, she was a popular yoga guru. Then she embraced QAnon conspiracy theories. Um, so this is yeah NPR. This is on Morning Edition. Morning Edition. And uh, so it was. There's audio. It's a six minute audio, and uh, then they 
did a like an article style of it. And so it's about this uh, yoga instructor in Los Angeles, basically, who was very unique. She was um, the, I guess, you know, seemed very spiritual, wore turbans, uh, you know, spoken Sanskrit from time to time, very, very yoga, very uber yoga and uber yoga. and like very uber spiritual right and then but also kind of uh would cuss and stuff like that so you know that's it's like the i'm just all of a sudden i had this weird thing where i was like it's oddly like the mark driscoll of church planting um <laughs> but this is the yoga version of that right right but she was popular people like alicia keys uh, went to her like people loved her because she felt real and raw right. and all this stuff. So, but then she, uh, and she had a lot of, of interesting takes on things. So then during the pandemic, she ended up being, you know, kind of more down the QAnon path and started doing a podcast with people that people were very surprised that she would associate with and maybe didn't even associate with before and, and ended up, in a way like radicalized and some people followed her all in or, you know, started following her at that time. Others were like, Oh, can't go there with her. And basically the article was saying, here's, this is not your typical Q and honor, but what are the similarities between her and her, you know, and, and other people who embraced things of that nature. And they showed some pretty similar paths. Like, uh, distrust of things like institutions and um, and a relativism around truth. And so that's where I sent that to you. Yeah. The reason that jumped to me, I honestly kind of just... Well, let me... let me. You want me to read it before you... Well, I'll just say this one thing. Okay. I, I wasn't... This, this isn't the type of article I tend to dig into that right, deeply. Right, right. That sort of popped out at me, and then I read it more closely because this is something I've been noticing in the in the secular media over the last five, six years that is new. That when I started ministry, I feel like I was not hearing this in secular media. Right. I, this was this was coming from my parents' generation and people within the church, these type of sayings. Right. Anyway, so. Yeah, well, I just like, so she says, the many people who practice and teach yoga distrust Western medicine, preferring to find an alternative solution or try to let their bodies heal itself. The relativism, relativism around truth which has so long been part of the wellness culture, really reared its head in the pandemic, said Natalia Petzarezla, I think is, an author and historian at the New School. This idea that truth is just in the eye of the beholder is something which can feel kind of empowering when you are sitting in a yoga class, but when it's the pandemic and that kind of language is being deployed to kind to a kind of foment like vaccine denial or COVID denialism, it has the same power because we're all steeped in the culture and it can be used for real harm. And then she goes on to talk about yeah. that. And that's, that's, and, and I, I, I actually am not so much interested right now exactly. in talking about no. vaccines or COVID. No. It's more. So that statement, that statement, yes. that the relativism around truth. Yes. And, um, yeah, just going, whoa, this is from this is a news source that I would not I would have expected to be in in the recent past 
to be more annoyed with people who were arguing for quote unquote truth right? and saying, Hey, look, let's be a little more tolerant. Now they're kind of leaning back in a different direction towards something that the Christian community that I experienced was, was asking everybody to consider that, that truth was not relative. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so what do, what do you think? Of this? Well, what I think is that, you know, I, I've been reading a book called The Air We Breathe. Yeah. And the whole point of the book is that there are about seven values that we hold as a culture that are Christian values, even though we don't attribute yeah. them to that anymore. One being progress, science, sure. yeah. uh, equality, consent. Yeah. Um, and the, yes, those did come right? from the Christian they community. Come, they come yeah. from the Christian community, but we no longer attribute them a lot of yeah. times. And so... Where we still analyze things in the that context, like and, th- things like progress would have come from from a reading of the cultural mandate in Genesis and the belief sure. that we are supposed to go into the world and develop it and not just leave it as is, but move it in a forward direction yeah. to some degree. And like yeah. that was a, and that that was a a key instruction to mankind. Um, the, then I forget the others you said, but these are these had scriptural backing and were and and yes. science that yeah same they're all thing. built out of the 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 church. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, so the book traces this historically and yeah. how we we developed those. But the point of the book, and I think that's what we're running into, is that people are now evaluating mm-hmm. relativism based on these ideas that we've had forever but we don't attribute to christians anymore and so they're saying well no no there has to be some kind of truth it doesn't work yeah like life doesn't work if you don't have that and and there's no point to when people don't agree that you can point to a fact right and say well look this has been established yeah Um, you so you can have your thought but it's not true right and i feel like the christian community used to be big on this um well, so to the point of your book, The Air We Breathe, I've heard of it. Um, it's a really good book. People should read it. There you go. There, The Air We Breathe. And I've read a decent amount of James K.A. Smith, who talks about such things in some of his, but I don't have the titles off the top of my head on that topic. But he uh, he calls it borrowed capital, that so much of Western society operates on borrowed capital from Christianity that it doesn't realize right. is borrowed. Right. And um, we'll even critique Christianity using it. Well, and I think we land on these values and these things when things start encroaching on, so to speak, our own soil. So when all of a sudden during the pandemic, certain people are like, wait, no, science is telling us that these are good. Now, I'm not arguing if they're not good or bad when it comes to vaccines, but all of a sudden now you can't say truth is relative because it's, it's, it's hitting up against one of my values of, of, of like my set of facts. Yeah. (laughs) that I think have, you know, that are true. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You you said something when we were chatting on my drive over here that I wanted to I wanted to come back to about so I was saying to you that and I still think people of that generation in the church that I'm thinking of that they do believe in truth. They want there to be absolute truth. Right. And I'm but I'm noticing that they will negotiate that in certain situations. Right. And then this, like, quote-unquote secular media that we're reading right now 
I feel often has negotiated that. Yes. But then in a moment like this, they go, hold on, we need it. So you were, you were giving some thoughts on why you think we will stand for it in some cir- circumstances and negotiate it in others. <laughs> I was? Yeah. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> it was something like when it begins to impact my daily life. Right. Um, if the truth is, you know, not right. convenient. Right. Right. Yes, when it starts, yes. Or or vice versa. I mean, I think like it's easy for us to say, and that's what I was thinking, like when I say, well, this is my truth, as long as my truth does not interfere with your truth in the sense of like we're talking about some, the way I identify my personhood or right. how I understand spirituality. Like that doesn't, sitting in a yoga class, letting, you know, thinking, oh, I'm going to let my body heal from its cold or its virus right. and I'm not going to go to the doctor or whatever. Or I have right. this backache. I'm not going to, whatever it is, that doesn't affect me. Right. Like that, that just affects you. Right. But you, it's, your belief on that doesn't really creep over into my, onto my yoga mat and, you know, get under my skin. Right. Yeah. But as soon as you say something like some people are more valuable than other people, which happened during the pandemic right. to a big time politician in England, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if people remember that, but he ended up, you know, getting his head torn off. Uh, all of a sudden, and you're like, wait, wait, wait. Now, now, you know, you can't do that. You can't. Yeah. But beforehand, as long as well, that doesn't involve death, sure, you right. can say people are more valuable than other people. It's like it doesn't involve like right. living and dying and, you know, our communal life together. All of a sudden, when it starts meaning we have to work together, then truth all of a sudden does matter. Well, in identity questions, we've seen that in the past, you know, within the past decade where, you know, when someone says, I identify as black, but they're not. Right. That people went, no, you can't, you can't do that. Right. Because you can't, you can't identify with an experience you didn't actually have. And so all of a sudden, but, but when that was around that conversation, maybe in similar circles around sexuality, was going in a different way where people said, oh, I guess you can have your own truth there. It doesn't seem to be really impacting me. But all of a sudden when it came to race, it was like, no, that's not okay. What well, you know, you bumped right. into something that was right. like, that's going to hurt a cause that right. matters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So all those things are, uh, yeah. Part of our new year, part of our new year. Yeah. yeah. Cause we're, so we are in, and I wouldn't say we are, COVID is over, but we are in what I would call a post-COVID world Yeah, um, in the United States. Um, and I think that we are, there are all of this, this all this garbage, like, yes. it, because it was a community that was isolated. Like, so you think about it, it's the kid, the teenager who stayed in his bedroom for yeah. like oh my gosh, a year yeah. and a half and now has to come out and relate to people. Re-emerging, or, especially this, like this school year, it's like, no matter what your school now, they're all doing the same thing now. Right. No matter what coffee shop you like to go to, right. You don't have to wear a mask anywhere. Right. It seems around here. Right. Around here. I yeah. Should. And that is uh, that is new. Even last year, right. It was more varied. Yeah. yeah. It is very new. So yeah. So that uh, our ability to relate to each other, um, sort of the the anxiety levels are all like ten notches higher. Mm. Um. You know, I, I was listening to someone quote statistics about like more car accidents more crime more you know it's it's just all we don't know how to operate anymore one year of us being isolated and it'll probably take five ten years for us to recover yeah i have i mean i was getting my hair cut yesterday 
and the lady cutting my hair said, you know, this year with the pandemic over, Mm. you know, and I've heard things like that a number of times. And it's almost, there's a funny thing that happens on January 1st and we all know the world doesn't change. Right. But there is, people tend to make transitions at that time. They'll consider chapters closed and new ones opened. We were just talking about how people start coming back to church in our churches in January. Right. Um, And I wonder how, even just psychologically, how many people turned the page on the pandemic January 1st? Yeah. (laughs) And what that means. December 31st, we were like, we're in the pandemic. Yeah. January 1st, we're not. And, and, but what that means for the way people are thinking about things. And, and she was talking about how the, I went in to get the haircut and I'm going, wow, it's busy. And she, she equated that with being post pandemic in 2023. Wow. Isn't that wild? Like, it was like, well, now that we're done with the pandemic, people are getting their haircut. Right. Well, well, you even just drive around the city and you think, well, that, that place didn't survive the pandemic. Right. You're oh, seeing it yeah, everywhere. Yeah, that one didn't. Oh, well, that's popped up because now there's a spot for something like that. Right. Yeah. So you see that, which I, I mean, in Tucson, and we're talking from Tucson, it, it felt like pre-pandemic, things are pretty just slowly moving along. Economy yeah. is slowly building. Yeah. Then yeah, it just is a whole different dynamic. Drive drive throughs were fr- were being were frowned upon in 2019. Now there's more of them than ever. Well, here's um, a I don't know if this is a pandemic thing or an Amazon thing, but when I was holy cow a kid, yeah, uh, I or even maybe just 10 years ago, remember going to the mall on Christmas Eve. Yeah, and it was packed, crazy, arm to yeah. arm. Not, I was in the mall yeah. on Christmas Eve with my family and my daughter's boyfriend to go see a movie and there was all buildings were closed the yeah. only thing that was open was the movie theater on christmas yeah. eve i was like wait a- this this is weird and this is a whole new thing this was not the way it was and amazon drivers are like are probably just going 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 yeah. it, well so there's certain things that many of us said we, we were a little, the convenience of Amazon was nice, but we were sort of critics of it. Right. The convenience of fast food is nice, but generally around, you know, much of, I don't know, dare I say, educated America, there was this sense that, like, that's really not a good way to live. It's too rushed. We still it's, live that way, though. Well, more than we, more yes. than ever. Yeah. All of a sudden, that's de- like food delivery and not really leaving became moral. It became the moral thing to do. And and yeah. to go to Dutch Bros in the drive through became the moral thing to do. To to get you know plastic utensils became the moral thing to do, whereas that was the wrong thing to do. Right. And I think there's still a lot of you know yeah like confusion around that and like what is we're still there? Can we ever go back? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about that. It used to be if you went into a restaurant and they gave you a plastic set of utensils, it was wasteful and unprofessional. Right. Now, if it's a plastic set of utensils and a wrapped thing, it's moral. And being safe, yes. Yeah. 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 Right. How it shapes, yes. Yeah. How crisis shapes us. Well, and we had a conversation with our pastor's group where I was trying to say, we're in the midst of... You know, they look back at, you know, the, you look back at a certain riot of the 60s or something or or at 9-11 and say nothing was ever the same again. Yeah. And things went back to a certain form of normal, but but certain things changed 
for the rest of our lifetime. Mm-hmm. And the pandemic was the pa- pandemic and the cultural events that happened during that time I, were one of those periods. Yes. And we're just on the tail of it and we do not realize how much it has shaped us and is shaping us. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And one of those things might be oddly the conversation around what is true what is true is actually maybe more robust than it was before yeah so it's not all negative no yeah it's really good to see you andy good to see you too you know so i know you don't like these things the these <laughs> the, the statistics and stuff but oh, we, sure. but at the end of every um uh, year we get a report on, okay. on all the podcasts that I have and faith over breakfast is in a rare space that it is in the top 50% of Buzzsprout's podcasts. Wow. Which is kind of a crazy thing. That is crazy. And, uh, that is, here's the odd stat. And I thought that I was looking at that just how it breaks down and to be in the top 50%, you just have to receive 30 downloads within seven days. Okay. Uh, okay. So we do that. Yeah. That we It's do. that seven day period. But the thing is, there isn't a lot above us. Right? You know, all the numbers of many podcasts on Buzzsprout are below us. Sure. Right? 50% of them. Sure. They have a lot of podcasts. So, hey, I just want to say thank you to the listeners and people who really are interested in Faith Over Breakfast and kind of just take our conversation and, and enjoy it. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, listening to us. Yeah. So. Well, I'm glad I didn't kill the podcast last year when I almost did. No. I mean, we only you didn't did, let me. We only did 30 episodes, but that's all right. maybe that's that's pretty good. That's not bad at all. That's not bad at all. Not bad. Well, cool. Yeah. Okay. Look at that. Top 50%. We're <laughs> <laughs> above mediocre. Yeah. No, it, that's great. It is because there's not a lot of people above that. So. No, I, I honestly, for being as just kind of cynical. small time and chatty and mildly cynical from time to time as we can be that I'm, I'm quite happy with that result. That's yeah, good. That's really good. Thanks for, thanks for caring about the stats. Yeah. 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 Well, it's encouraging to me that people listen. Absolutely. I really enjoy the, I enjoy the interaction because one of the things we did, I don't know what happened this year. Was it last year that this happened where we had more interaction with people from uh, listeners and we were sending yeah. out the books and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I, you know, to, to talk to people in Canada and talk to people yeah. in North Carolina and Hey, I'm uh publishing another book in the next 2 3 weeks. Yeah. We should do it again. Yes. And All then right. and then you should like give away painted game figurines or whatever oh, you creative <laughs> thing you're working on. You're always doing something cool. There you go. Well, one of the things I'm thinking about doing if I have time in this theoretical uh, sabbatical I'm supposed to be on um, is to start broadcasting us on to YouTube and putting up our oh, YouTube channel. Okay. And so you Let's could watch go. us live, hopefully. Oh, so, okay. All right. If I get that together. Okay. So, well, that's, uh, that could be cool. Yeah. So that might be fun. That might be a cool thing. Well, thank you, Andy. I, this is short partly because, uh, the weather's I'm crazy st- in Tucson right now and water lines are bursting and uh, apparently you got stuck in like three blocks of traffic. Yeah, if only the water line had been because of the rain, it yeah, wasn't. But no. um it's been it's been a long time. That I I always forget it's still going on until I get right next to it. But yeah, sorry, but 
Yep. Short and sweet. Happy New Year. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right, cool. You've been listening to Faith Over Breakfast with Pastor Eric Siepen and Pastor Andy Littleton. Please share us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you. <laughs>